Hello, listeners, and welcome to Capture It. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Listen, life is a journey full of moments that provide us with opportunity to capture what it is that helps us grow into the people we truly want to be. Let's talk about these ideal characteristics that inspire and motivate us all. And in time, work to capture it ourselves. Well, hello there, Capture It fans. Welcome back. Today, we welcome award-winning educator Erin Livingston to the show. Erin is one of the best out there. She is an activities director at Aloha High School. She resides in Beaverton, Oregon with her husband, Chris Livingston. Erin is here on the podcast today to talk with us about being service-minded and putting love into the world. Listeners, this is the point in the show where we would normally host a sponsor. But instead, in light of COVID-19, we would like to encourage you to support as much as you can local and small business. A little bit can go a long way and make all the difference in the world. Here at Capture It, we are hoping and wishing you the best of wellness and safety. We also want to thank everyone that's out there on the front line, our essential workers, our medical workers, our first responders, everyone doing what they can to stay at home, to save lives and flatten the curb. We thank you so much. We are all in this together. And please, Enjoy the show. All right, listeners, welcome back to Capture It, the podcast. I am so excited uh, to have this amazing human being um, on our podcast this episode, episode five. We have Aaron Livingston here with us today. Aaron, say hello to the listeners. Hello, listeners. It's great to be here. All right. Aaron is a great friend of mine, and here's what I'll tell you about Aaron Livingston. You will not find somebody that is more energetic that is more positive, and and just so you know, when she comes into the room, everybody's getting a hug. <laughs> is that am I hitting that at yes, all right? I love hugs. <laughs> That's great. I love people, and I love hugs. You gotta love people. I mean, we're we're all in this together, right? So, Erin right. um, and I are recording this podcast because um, I I think that we need a great opportunity to talk about uh, some of the things that. Erin has truly captured uh, in her life, and and I've in, been interacting with her a lot more over the last three years since I've gotten this position that um, I'm in at, at my job, because Erin shares that position at her high school too. So Erin, you are a... I'm an activities director at Aloha High School. Yeah, and in one of the greatest school districts in the state of That's Oregon, right, the, great the Beaverton, Beaverton School, school District. district. Um, and so uh, real quick, I'm just because you are... Uh, simply put, you are happy. You are one of the happiest people that I know. And like, just when, when we get the chance to meet cross district with the other activities directors and, and, and kind of do work and, and collaborate, I always look forward to seeing you because you bring energy into the room. You bring that positive factor into the room and, and that's needed. Well, uh, the same goes for you. I mean, we are joyful people. I, I usually say joyful over happy um, we are happy people. We're happy to see people. 
we want to lift people up. And so, yeah, I think you and I are the same that way. And what a great person to have on uh, on the show, um, if, especially if we can feed off of each other's energy. So I want to play, uh, I don't know if this is really a game, but mm. um, I think right now, and, and, and we're recording on a day that they've asked us not to come to work. That's right. Uh, because of the coronavirus. And, um, you know, super sad. I mean, it's uh, uh, it's it's a, it's a little bit crazy to think like, this has not been something that any of us have ever experienced. Challenging time. And that idea of like uh, coming together and, and really uh, doing this work together to, to you know, beat it, right? And so we don't know where it's going to go. Um, and so uh, that's the opportunity that we need to really hopefully maybe bring some positive yeah. energy, positive light into the deal. And coming together means staying apart, which <laughs> right. is a very interesting concept right now right yeah and, and history books will tell us about it later too we yeah. don't know uh, what's going to happen That's so crazy. um in this time i'm really being thoughtful of of, of keeping my mindset around uh, this the small things the things that i have in my life that bring me joy mm-hmm. um, those things that uh, contribute to my overall well-being and happiness so um i'm going to ask you some questions that has to do with uh, some of the main factors that contribute to our happiness okay, okay. so here we go um, kindness is a contributor to happiness. Mm-hmm. So, um, what is the last thing that you did that was kind? So kind, intentional, on purpose. You did it because somebody was deserving of it or, or maybe they needed it. Uh, I think yesterday going to my friend Catherine's house, she's the yearbook advisor and her deadline was midnight and she's not ready yet. She wasn't ready yet. So I spent from 11 o'clock yesterday until 11 o'clock at night, maybe. Yeah. So 12 hours, we just yearbooked. Well, you got to think like, you know, yearbook has deadlines in oh, school yeah. and then all of a sudden, boom, we're at, they, they extend our spring break to a week in advance. And I mean, I, even at our school, our yearbook kids were running like, oh no, mm-hmm. you know, the due date, we thought we had an extra week and now yeah. it's, it's cram time. Yeah. Um, that's not part of your job. No. I, but I thought, I mean, would you consider that kindness? I just, she's uh, my totally. friend. I love her. Well, I went to help her. But that's why it's so kind and so intentional on purpose. That's that's not part of your job title. And you win. I mean, to me, that's above and beyond, you know, uh, because there was a friend in need in, of course. in, in and crunch to me, time. Like, right? It's a no-brainer when yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. And we got to live an intentional life like that. So the, uh, the next contributor to gratitude or to happiness is gratitude. Mm-hmm. All right. What was the last thing you did to voice or show gratitude in your life? Uh, This morning, thanking God that I'm alive and that I have my health and um, my life and my husband and all the things. Yeah, I would say. I think I think we got to bring gratitude in in daily, and and I'll, we'll get to it at the end of the show. But who in your life, what in your life is worthy of recognition, and then do something about it. Go act on it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, be intentional with it. Uh, do it on purpose because you know um, that it'll make an impact. Um, last thing that you did too, because it contributes to overall happiness, uh, to connect to community. Well, there's the community like the Aloha community, and then there's my community like my neighbors. I don't know. We called them. They're older and elderly, and we asked them if they needed anything from the store. And I think that was like a tiny little thing that we did, just asking them if they needed anything. We were going to the store. And they were so cute and grateful. She brought me over some Rice Krispie treats oh, that's awesome. after that. So that, to me, was connecting with my community, my neighbors. Um, I feel like I connect with my Aloha community on the daily, just trying to bring something fun, something different. Uh, you know, I hug again, almost everyone and 
hug the kids as they all left saying goodbye to coronavirus <laughs> break. Right. I, I gave them the choice. You shake hands, you want a hug, or you want an elbow bump. Right. Almost everybody wanted a hug, Right, too. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's so important. I mean, that human contact is so yeah. important. And, and the other thing is with things going on and, and the connecting to your community is that um, just saying, Hey, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine being an elderly person because they're the most at risk with the Definitely, coronavirus. Yeah. And, and I can't imagine feeling like I'm alone. Yeah. And so even just extending, whether they're going to take advantage of, of you wanting to help or go grocery shopping with for them or whatever, um, just that feeling of I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, that's huge. And I, I think we can do a lot more of that um, coronavirus or not, oh, um, for sure. just letting people know, Hey, you're not alone. Um, and, and what you're going through, there's people that have gone through it before. Um, I've gone through it before, mm-hmm. you know, and whatnot. So, um, that's huge. So, uh, in community feeling, feeling part of something greater than yourself. is such a contributor, um, to overall well-being and happiness. All righty, here we go. Uh, what's the last new thing you tried? Last new thing I tried about three weeks ago, pretty much it's my birth month and every birth month, Uh, I think, oh, I need to do something to like get healthy and get in better shape and get a little stress relief and all those things. So I've started a new, I guess I would call it health and wellness program. It's a 12-week program. And I am walking 10,000 steps a day, which I've never really been totally cognizant of. So it's not like walking is new, but walking that much is new for me. But the big new thing is I have to walk slow. I can't walk quickly like power walking, like my body can't think I'm exercising. So this, that's this part of the, the workout. Me. Yes. It's part of stress relief. Your body, like when your cortisol shoots up and the insulin shoots in anyway, it's a lot of stuff, but I have to walk slowly now, which is like, as you would know, completely against my being. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, we have this thing walk with purpose, right? <laughs> and fast. I do yeah. everything really fast. So having to walk slowly now and I'm eating a little differently, um, and I'm sleeping better, all the good things. But I would say this program is the less new thing I've tried and walking slowly. So it's less about getting in shape, more about doing things in life that relieve your stress. Oh, there's workouts too. So oh, yes, good. I am getting in shape. There's new workouts to me, but I like to work out. But it's the slow walking. Yeah, the whole program put together oh, is that's awesome. the new thing I for might, me. I might go try some slow walking today. Uh-huh. I think it would bug me too. It's a sh- I was almost like <laughs> falling off the path. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was great. going so slow. I was like, Brr. Slow yeah. walking. Yeah. There's this thing in happiness called flow. Mm-hmm. Do you know what flow is like where Mahali you... Mahali Mihai wrote a book about flow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, what's what's the title of that book? Is it called Flow? It could be. Uh, when they started studying happiness, they, they very quickly realized, oh my goodness, there's this thing that we experience. Yeah. It's called flow. When we're in it. And then that is just uh, contributed to a whole nother research uh, tangent, right? Yeah. Um, but flow's huge, and that's where you lose yourself in yeah. something. When you're doing it, you you lose track of time. Yeah. And the people that have flow in their life, they experience happiner, happiness um, on, a, on a much greater scale. Yeah. So uh, what's the last thing you have done to, to lose yourself in something? Flow. So I think my biggest flow activity is probably doing makeup. I was a makeup artist for eight years, and I could just do makeup for hours and hours and I'm a perfectionist while I'm doing makeup. So like when I'm in that, I used to do weddings. I would go six hours straight and just forget that I even needed to eat or go to the bathroom or any of that because I'm in it. 
I think another thing is just making lesson plans or looking for something for my leadership students to do or something I want to teach them. I could get lost for a pretty good long time just looking for things. And I have to bring myself back like, oh, no, stop. Stop doing that. You're like not managing your time very well right, yeah, right. now. Um, so those are two things I would say. Right, which is great to have something in life that that's, I think flow is hugely based on passion. I mean, what you got a passion for, and that's why you lose yourself. And yeah. you get so engulfed in um, and that creates that tick in, in your mind that you just, yeah, you yeah. lose that track of time. If you don't have something that uh, uh, that you experience flow with, listeners, go find it. Yeah. And at, start with asking, what am I passionate find about? Find the flow. All right, last one. The most fun one. Uh, when did you play last? Did it snow on Saturday or Friday night? Saturday. Yeah. Okay, so my husband and I took a hike in Forest Park, and it was beautiful and totally, there was white everywhere and threw some snowballs at each other. And oh, wonderful. Yeah, just had, took a great Don't hike ever grow up, Erin Livingston. No, Don't ever do happen? it. No. Yeah, I mean, you got to play, you got to have fun. <laughs> so uh, I want to bring up the first topic that I, when I think of you, I just think of um, service-minded. Um, we get to uh, sit around the table uh, with each other, you know, probably four or five times a year um, on a consistent basis and or, or through our communications, uh, email, text, whatever. Um, but you are, are, are such a huge um, advocate for service and you're also just such a service minded individual. And I wanted to give the listeners an opportunity to like uh, capture, you know, what the essence of, of service is, mm. because I think we do this wrong a lot. You know, I think we said, I need to serve. And then they, they go do something and, and they don't get in, in, in return that really organic, that really natural feeling that we should get from our service. And I think that has a, a huge factor like, you know, what is your reason to serve? Um, and so uh, let's go back to, um, you know, young Aaron Livingston. <laughs> um, do you remember uh, something in your life where, where you really were called to service, where you were called to helping others and and what was it for you that that has created this individual that i know and have just absolutely uh, you know uh, built a relationship over the last three years with uh what has created that that type of person in you no well let's see i've always wanted to help people you know when you're in high school and you take those little surveys and things like that everything about me always just wanted to help someone uh, i was the friend that people talk to and ask for help on things like I've just always loved helping people and so I think just that you know I'm a big uh, nature nurture person I'm a big nature person I think we're all made a certain way with certain gifts and uh, yeah I've always been loving and I've always wanted to help people um, I used to crack up that all my boyfriends from the past were out of altruistic love yeah. which wasn't a very good choice uh, but I, yeah I usually found someone thinking like oh I could help you I could I could help you see this about yourself I could help you believe this about you uh, to just help someone try to be their best well and I, there's a reason that I talked about uh, you know some of those things in your life that that uh, contribute to your overall well-being and happiness, right? Well, we got to take care of ourselves first so we oh, can yeah. take care of others, mm -hmm. right? And then one of my favorite quotes from Oprah, you know, I call her Queen Oprah. Yeah. Like, if we had a queen in the United States, don't you think it should be <laughs> Oprah? Maybe. Uh, who would you pick? Who would a be your queen? queen? in the United States, who would be the, your... These are some tough ones, Joe. I know. Oh, queen Oprah. Queen. And then here you go. Here's my king. Are you ready for this? Sure. You're not going to guess, but... Guy Fieri, no. King Fieri. <laughs> uh, but Oprah says, yeah, yeah. Okay. "Who do you have one?" No. Okay. Oprah says, 
um, helping others, um, th- through helping others, you actually help yourself. Yeah, of course. So there, there's that shift from taking care of yourself so you can take care of others, right? But when you're helping others, you're also contributing to uh, your yourself. Yeah. Right? And I think the big thing about that is to not help others because it helps yourself. So it's this pretty interesting concept, right? That you have a heart that wants to do for other people, because what you were saying before, when someone feels obligated to serve, then you don't get that feeling back. Uh, maybe you're surprised and you do, but maybe you don't because you felt like you were supposed to do something um, out of some pressure put on you or something like that. But when your heart just wants to give to other people and to love for giving and love's sake with nothing expected in return, um, that's when I think that feeling comes inside of yourself. It doesn't, you know, you don't need thanks. I don't need thanks from anybody. I don't need anyone to recognize me for doing anything. That's why it almost felt weird before when you asked me something kind I did and I told you I helped my friend. That feels weird to me (laughs) because, um, yeah, because you don't go around like, no, oh, I hope my friend do this. Uh, you just do because that's what is in your heart to do. And you don't need others to know. And you don't need thanks. For well, it. and what you're talking about is like it's so natural. It's so instinctual to you. And, and I think that takes practice over time. Um, but I think there's some things that then we'll, we'll talk about these here. Is, is there some things, there's some reason as why to serve. And when you find out that that, that true um, existence of, of these things, um, it, it might help you serve at a, at a, at a better scale because I, I agree, you know, it's like with my students, they're not, you're not going to make us do this. No, I'm not going to make you do that. Yeah. I want you to want to do it. You know, I want you to see the, the impact that it can make. I want you to, I want you to want to do it because your heart is telling you yeah. that. Okay. So, uh, five reasons, five, five reasons, reasons okay? to serve. So, um, th- th- uh, this is something that I, I've actually pulled from my uncle Randy and, um, he's probably contributed it from other places too, but, um, he was the founder of, of virtue first and talking about virtue. And he used to do a lot of writing with, um, these virtues, right. And one of them was, is service favor, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and favor being where, um, I'm going to go out and serve others, right? And so uh, favor is not, I'm going to do something for you, so you have to, you know, you owe me. Um, favor is that, that true, genuine service, right? So five reasons um, that contribute to um, um, why we should serve. Okay, here's the first one. Um, we want to discover in abundance. And so that's the radical shift, right, from me to we. Um, and, and I know that you've discovered that, so is there any any thinking on, on that, that process, that radical shift from me to we, so we can, we can discover an abundance. So I think that doesn't seem so radical to me, but it sounds pretty radical, especially to our, uh, our culture right now. That's in me, right? I mean, I feel like every message that comes at you says you can have what you want. You deserve this. You, everything's all about the self. And I think, People kind of lift themselves up and then how many followers do I have and what do I have to say to everybody and look at everybody looking at me like so I do think it is a radical shift especially for young people and people who are caught up in that to think that life is all about themselves but obviously you and I both know that when that you're like it isn't life really isn't about yourself like life is about what you do on this earth for others I mean again I'm a follower of Christ life is about loving your neighbor and loving your neighbor means some sacrifice for your neighbor, and it means some, uh, obviously, thinking and care 
other than me. It's thinking about what is actually best for others. What's the best decision right now to do for everybody? And a lot of people don't think that way. So yeah, I would say that is a radical shift. Yeah. And, um, we yeah you're totally right with 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 the the liking button right yeah. um we are we are valuing ourselves at how many likes we have and it's it's so unhealthy right mm. and so like um you know and i use instagram i use social media but it's like when i put a picture up on social media it's because i like that picture yeah okay or or it's connected to something i believe in yeah or it's connected to you know it's like i'm not doing it and you got to be really careful with it. i'm not doing this to get likes, you know? Yeah, um, I just want to show you what I'm up to. Yeah, kind of exactly. Thing, right? Especially yeah. we as teachers with lots of kids. I mean, we have lots of people who follow us or like look at our lives. And so, yeah, I'm always careful. Like I don't take selfies. I'm not a selfie person, but that just astounds me about our world of how many selfies are out there and likes for like sake. Yeah, so, I do. Yeah. I do selfies. You do. Um, I can see that, and it, Joe. It drives my wife <laughs> nuts because because my selfies are so Ridiculous. bizarre. You know, they're not like a like posing Joe here. This is like I uh, the biggest, goofiest face, the widest eyes I can make, and yeah. my mouth is usually wide open. Yeah. And it's like uh, you know, it, it, when my when I'm our family, right? My I have five siblings, two parents, right? And so like when we're doing a group text, right? Um, you know, somebody, oh, can we do this? Can we do that? And they're trying to agree upon something. So my, my yes is often a selfie, like, yeah, you know, just that big <laughs> wide face. And it's like, um, so like just pure joy though. is yeah. like, that's, that's my, that's a different selfie. That's, that's my, uh, objective there. Right. And I think when you think about service, there's gotta be that joy, Oh yeah. right? There's gotta be that. Um, I'm doing this because there's a, there's, there's a greater connection to, to all of us and, and, um, that, that um, it's about everyone else. My life is not about me. It's yeah. about the impact I can make with others. And when you realize that, um, what a great reason to serve Yeah. Um, because it's the we. Well, you can't help yourself at that point then. Like you said, it becomes just something that you do. And um, I think you, I think we uh, are getting to uh, the point too is like, I think we discover a lot about ourselves um, in um, service because, mm-hmm. the, you know, the second point is, is discovering self-transformation. And we can transform through service, all right? And so I know for me this has totally happened. And it's like I went into something, um, you know, and maybe it was back in the past where it's like I felt obligated to do it or somebody was telling me to do it. But but just by taking that chance and having that courage to get over the, the hump that like maybe this isn't going to look cool, maybe this isn't going to be like, uh, you know, the most attractive or like uh, whatever thing, but... Um, I found something about myself in that service, right? And it yeah. maybe was, uh, you know, going to a soup kitchen and thinking like, you know, people here, are they're, 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 it's going to be, they're going to be homeless. They're going to be grungy. They're going to be, but when I was serving at that soup kitchen, I was like, these are normal people yeah, and they, and they just need help. Yeah. Well, sometimes and, there's fear to overcome, right? Sometimes there's stigma attached that you realize while you're doing something that you are wrong. And I think the great thing about service is there's so many different ways you can serve. And I think when you're scared of a way or you don't like it, that's probably when you should go try that one. Right. right? Because that's where the transformation comes, right? If we always did things that we were comfortable doing, then we wouldn't probably change or grow very much. But when you do something that challenges your um, your biases or challenges your, right, your like assumptions. Uh, totally. I couldn't agree with you more. That's when you change 
Yeah. When I was younger, I remember, you're making me remember when I was younger, I went to a summer camp every summer and I was probably, I don't know, eight, nine, ten, And there was the camp just kind of across the way from us with, um, it was a group of special ed, special needs kids. So it was a group of students with like Down syndrome and different things. They scared me so much. I remember being a child and just being scared. And I was obviously fearful because I didn't know, I had never come in contact with a person like that, like, you know, one-on-one. And so they scared me so much. And then when I was 14, my cousin was born with Down syndrome. She changed my world, totally changed my life. And then when I was 19, I had one of my first jobs. And, you know, I think our job is service. I don't know about you. I feel like our job in general is service. So uh, I had my first, one of my first jobs working with a little girl with Canavan's disease. And it's very rare. And so Canavan's disease was a little girl trapped in a body that didn't work. Her mind worked. Her body didn't work. And I spent the whole summer with her being her aide at school And, you know, I had to strap her into everything every day and then I would take her out and sometimes she'd cry and I wouldn't know what was wrong with her. And sometimes she'd laugh. She was usually laughing at someone getting in trouble or something. (laughs) But, um, you know, it was just beautiful to me how my fear was changed into, ooh, make me cry. Some intense love for someone um, with disease or special needs, someone that I, um, you know, didn't didn't understand before and that um that service and love and you know that change in my life of having someone close to me yeah changed everything well and you know the big part is like you got it, it does take some courage to get over that fear to go, go interact interact with what what is unknown like yeah. um huge blessing to, to my family the Traeger family was was our aunt kim all right kim was born with uh, rett syndrome and that's a you know a disease that really attacks your uh, developmental um, you know, you know, your nervous system mm. over time, Aunt Kim uh, couldn't walk, couldn't talk, couldn't eat on her own. But man, like uh, her eyes were the window mm. into her soul. Right. And um, growing up, like I just I, I remember, um, you know, the journey of um, hearing my my father and hearing uh, his siblings and um, grandma and grandpa Traeger talking about like why why we why we invest so much in Aunt Kim because um, she was this beacon of our family mm-hmm. and um, we did because Aunt Kim, Aunt Kim couldn't yeah you know it's like there, there were some amazing athletes in the Traeger family some pro you know it's like uh, amazing you know we've given back to the sport of football like an entirely but like we did you know you put those cleats on and go ran around on that grass not turf grass um because aunt kim couldn't yeah. right you lived your life to the fullest totally because inspiring. because aunt kim couldn't and so like you know that that it, it was instilled in me in a, in a super young age and so when it when it came to teaching and it came to interacting with kids with special needs like that was that was my wheelhouse um and it's been co- so special to me seeing kids high school kids uh, get over that hump too it was yeah. like you can and and you are capable and and you are deserving to work with these the, these incredible young people yeah. um that are so deserving of that that relationship in our Love school and, and yeah um yeah so totally inspiring and and like um you know get, getting back to that service that idea is like we serve oftentimes um to show gratitude you know, it's like I, I've done a lot of service over the years working with special needs group because I had a huge amount of gratitude that that was something that was instilled in me through a young age. And yeah. so we serve often because of gratitude. It's like I'm thankful that I had that in my life. So I give back to that. Yeah. Right. Or like I've struggled in that hard time, whether it be lack of resources, whether it be lack of funding and 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 
something helped me get out of that. And because of that, I go back and I serve that same cause. Mm-hmm. Um, so oftentimes we, we serve in, in, in a connection to express gratitude. And uh, I, I, I just, I mean, that to me is, is one of the most important things. It's like uh, I, I need to be thankful for the things that I've had in my life. And, and if I'm thankful for something I have in my life, give back to yeah. whatever, wherever I see is yeah. it, it's needed. It's physical expression. What do you yeah. think about that? Yeah, I agree with it. I mean, I'm thinking now about how one of my greatest, um, what would the word be? The greatest things that I serve, I guess, would be families with children in medical need. And that medical need could be disease and that medical need could be a special need that the, the kid has, their child has their whole life. Um, but yeah, that's just been, I just think God places things in our hearts and desires and different um, gifts in us to be able to give and to serve to other people. And I think having a heart for families who are struggling because their child is in medical need in some sort of a way has been the place where I've, you know, spent much of my time besides at school um, through Sparrow and now Sunshine at our school, uh, giving to families and loving on families and like the loving on part, not just the given, like the major encouraging and loving on and serving in any way we can. Um, yeah, as an act of gratitude. And I think it's a gratitude for all things. Like I've never struggled with medical, uh, major medical issues like that and gone into major medical debt um, and isolation. Sometimes, you know, families go into isolation when um, their child is in need like that. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm grateful that I don't have that and that I can do something, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's like I can do something. Yeah, and you, I, I think you sense the the need um, and the understanding um, into the you know the the point that I skipped because we just went right on to gratitude is like um, you know the the idea mm. that there's this profound interconnection mm. between all of us yes. right and and it's like I, I and a lot of this stuff I'm I'm I'm, t- I'm taking from my uncle Randy and virtue first is his whole thing was like I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about really good human stuff because it might bring you closer to the cross right <laughs> um, and that was like one step closer to the cross yeah. and his work with youth and work with the, that foundation was was brilliant but really he's just building young people. Um, and just building building people to um, to really go out and and serve that great interconnection that we have, and I think that's what you're talking about. No, you've never had these medical issues. Never. I, I mean, you know, thank goodness for my uh, my my health, right? But you've never had those things. But you can see the need mm-hmm. uh, to step up when you when you can, oh, right? For, sure. um, for the others, because there is this interconnection that we have. Oh, we're so interconnected. And I think, again, with our culture now and the me, me and the isolation and everybody on their phones, uh, I'm sure you've noticed this. Our students need help just having a conversation and they think uh, they have nothing in common with anyone and how awkward that's all going to be. And uh, they just couldn't be more wrong. And I think as you have um have as we have students just talk with each other and then they start to realize like oh I didn't realize you also because we're so interconnected and I think you know I we innately know that that like every human has um love and joy and pain and sorrow and needs and um a desire to be loved and accepted and um encouraged right all those things and if i have all of that to give uh which i do then i'm very happy to overflow like that abundant word that i'm happy to overflow my joy and my love into other people's lives yeah and and a big part for me is like 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 watch this you know it's like uh 
um, you know, it's like we're so interconnected that I know when the way that I'm living my life, and because we got a lot of spectators. I mean, you know, our schools have two thousand ish kids in them, and it, it, we got a lot of spectators. And, and you are in in our roles. We're often at, in the front, you mm-hmm. know, and the lights sometimes shining on us. And and my whole deal is like I'm going to live a life that is that is so. Um, like watch this here we go I'm going to show you I'm going to show you the way and it's like um, I'm, I'm going to be the first to pick up a broom right I'm going to you know you want to make a difference in the world find your broom um, and, and, and show them that it's okay there's no job too small oh, right no. and and there's no little thing that that um, that can't make the slightest little difference because mm. if we all are interconnected right which you know we, we totally are and if we're all doing the little things that makes a big world a lot better. Yeah, and I think uh, you and I both have the word leadership connected to our lives. And I think kids grow up thinking that that word is like too big for them, maybe something they can't attain and like a little glamorous maybe or a little bit more important yeah. than I'm down on my hands and knees cleaning something on the floor, you know, because like you said, there's no job too small. And I said, you know, sometimes you guys think that this leadership thing and this leading thing is like, you know, really cool or like, you know, they think it's telling people what to do. And that's not it at all. It's the hardest right. thing I've actually ever done. And it means serving others. It yeah. Means giving I, to others. I agree with you totally. And so like literally like real moment right here. Okay. It's like, I've thought about getting rid of the word leadership. I'm in my school. Yeah. I was like, I teach leadership classes. I teach yeah. student government. And, and oftentimes our titles get in our way. Yeah. Um, because we forget who we are. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the, at the end of the day, there's no, no one above us, no one below us. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, so I think titles get in the way. So I've thought about that. If, yeah. if you could replace the word leadership with another word, yeah. what would you, what would you do? Well, they kind of freak out at the word servant. I mean, like when they hear that word and I say, have you ever heard of servant leadership to my intro students? And like two hands go up because their parents work somewhere where servant leadership is the model. Uh, I don't know. We're school servants. I feel like they would they would grow. Yeah. What if we took? What if we took? be like no. Our please. leadership class and and turn yeah. and turn it into this is service class. Yeah. This class is service. Yeah. Well, that's really what it is. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and I know you teach it that way, and I told yeah. I'm on board with that, and and I think kids are shocked when when I start going um, into that deep personal like we're going to sit here and talk about you. Yeah. Wait, leadership, aren't we supposed to be getting people to follow us? No, yeah, like, no. no, it starts with you. Yeah, you got to get like, yourself and, first. And we got to get, we got to get rolling through that Must way. Must lead self well first. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, and the last bullet point here is like, uh, when you serve, you, you get a greater perspective. You learn a little bit more about how this world works. Oh, yeah. And uh, you gain insight on, on, on the need to know information a lot of times, I think, through service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, have you gained perspective in your life through through your service? Like what, what has been some of the, the aha stuff, the gaining uh, a certain understandings or, or calls to your, your thought? So I think the first thing I think of is just those families that I meet that have children with medical need and just the aha into their lives. Um, you know, you don't usually know anything until you spend some time experiencing something. So that aha and just the daily struggle, like the daily life struggle. You know, I've been alongside families and, you know, I come alongside them for a time and then I love them forever. Uh, Obviously, I'm not in their life always, though I I couldn't sustain that. I just can't do it. But like right now, one of the kids that was one of our sparrows years ago, uh, years ago, he's in the hospital again and having 
seizures again and you know I'm just praying for them and loving on their family through some you know just some social media stuff but like the the long haul of a family with a child in medical need that's uh, I would just say has given me greater perspective and I don't have children of my own but um, just that long haul like those are superhero parents those people are just unbelievable oh yeah they are amazing human beings and those children who inspire us to um do do more you know these kids inspire our school to serve you know through the organizations that i work with they inspire our students to serve and to think about someone other than themselves our little guy right now is um almost fully blind and he runs all over the place, is completely fearless, talks to everybody. And I just think is such a, you know, people would think, my students would think that this little guy who's almost fully blind is just this joyful, happy, running all over the place, high-fiving, fist-bumping. Right. And they're just like, oh my gosh, if he can be like that, like, I can be like that too. Like, right. I just think these different kinds of people who go through hardship and struggle just give us a great perspective on life. And then I think my students who I serve um, just give me greater perspective into slowing down, focusing, listening. You know, I mean, I do everything fast. So like that whole walking fast thing, I do everything (laughs) fast. So um, I've been very intentional over the years of like when someone comes in and needs my help, right, needs me for a personal problem or something like that, that I look up from the computer, I stare them in the face and when they say, Miss Lee, you probably don't have time, I say, I always have time for you. And I stop what I'm doing so that they know that they're important to me and that I am there for them. Of course, life is busy, but they're more important than like our school day busy. So I don't know. I would say that just sometimes gives me a better look into myself of things I need to check myself on or make sure I'm doing in a way that's loving and serving yeah. of others. And if we're not testing what we're made of, you know, our capabilities, then, then we won't gain that perspective. Yeah. And, um, I think, I think serving others and, uh, jumping into just like, like you said in the beginning, it's like, I, I want to help. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what I remember thinking first is like, I want to help others. Yeah. Um, it, start there, start there and then, then figure out like, who's going to be the first one to help. Who's going to be the first person you go help? And I think remembering, like, sometimes we think it has to be grand. Something has to be huge. It has to be large. You know, when people say the words great impact and you think, like, well, shoot, I didn't cure anything or I'm not. Right. But I think we underestimate the little things are greatly impactful. The little things just, you know, I think it's cheesy to say, but just even a smile or a compliment. I mean, it's not cheesy because it's real. Um, I have never regretted for one second complimenting strangers in the bathroom or in the park, which I do all the time. Um, yep. because that little thing is a big thing for anyone. Yeah. And, and a big part of perspective and, and, and gaining perspective through service is like that allows you to connect the dots. Right. And I, and I talk about this with my kids a lot. It's like when you serve, you get to connect the dots because I did this, something happens. Here's an easy, easy way to understand that. There's a piece of garbage on the ground. There's a garbage can. I can, I can take up. that and I can put it in there and boom, <laughs> right. connect those dots because I did this. This is what happens. And um, it might be a small thing, small things but if big. you can see the greater connection, that's what perspective does for us. And then that's where we may feel that, that internal, internal, excuse me, that internal 
um, and what we call it intrinsic reward, right? Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here. It's like, we, why do we be kind in the world? Because we know the world needs it, but also we get something in return for that. Yeah. Um, when it's true and when it's intentional, we get something in return. Um, and that's that, that fulfillment. And yeah, I, I think also think it's building our integrity. It builds your character, uh, right? It just like builds some fortitude in you. Um, and especially just you have to care. And so I think you and I both experienced so many people who seem to not care about anything. Um, and the decision to care means that you will go do something because you care. And you're not afraid if someone thinks you're weird or <laughs> if someone right. looks at you funny, right? Because I think that's a lot of things that cross people's minds. Like, oh, I'm not going to do that. People that are judging weird. anyways. Let them judge. Oh my gosh, the judgment. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, when when you have a heart that just wants to do kind things to build character, to build trust, to build relationships, then, you know, the focus is on the positive. It's not on... Yeah what what's in it for me or what's uh what am i going to lose because of this yeah so i'm going to make you brag here a little bit oh shoot all right so you just you just were uh awarded um like a, a teach educator spotlight right what, yeah. what what was that can you tell me something real um, quick about it was what that the was k2 leader in learning all right on and so um just c congratulations oh, thank on that you. that's huge and <laughs> um, I don't think we, we award enough teachers on, on the great work that they do. You said something um, when I was watching that interview on TV. You said something that um, just filled my heart with joy. Um, because like you said earlier, you don't have kids. I don't have kids either. Yeah. I got one on the way. and I'm, right. You know, but I get told all the time, like, oh, Mr. Trigger, you're going to be such a good dad. You and, are. Um, and I'm excited for that. And, and I guess my service to students and kids has, has built some confidence in that for me. It's because yeah. I've gained perspective. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I might not be the best dad in the world, but I, You've but I, daddied. I'm You've with daddied them. You've daddied like, a whole heck of a um, lot. I'm with them. You're going to, you. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to make a pretty good dad. Yeah, you're so, going to be great. Um, the, so you said something on that interview that yeah. just filled my heart with joy. As you said, God put me on this planet to, to help raise. To love other people's kids. Yeah, and yeah. to love it. So tell me a little bit about that, like, what I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Well, I just, I feel like I have been filled with love and maternal instincts all over the place. Right. But I have never had uh, a major desire to have my own children. And so my husband didn't either. And so we went with that and I said, Oh, I have so many kids. And, um, for 22 years now, I've been teaching other people's kids and I just feel like I'm here to love them. I'm here to serve them. I'm here to tell them things that their parents can't say that they're not going to hear from them. Um, and, uh, I love each and every one of them. You know, this, like they are oh, yeah. mine. Uh, some of them, a lot of them stick with me forever. Uh, I never fear that I would be alone or that someone wouldn't care about me <laughs> um, and I always love them and always think about them and pray for them and uh, would be there for any of them in a heartbeat uh, yeah, yeah I, I just I'm just uh, here to love other so, people's kids so important. there's so many <laughs> I mean we've been doing this a while there's so many kids that need it um, I work really closely with one of our math teachers in the building his name is Mason Smith and um, he's been doing these things and it's it's very it's it's very uh, alive right now in education is what we call an empathy interview um, and at the end of those interviews, he asked two questions. I just, I'm so proud of him and the work that he's doing with it. He says, when's the last time somebody told you they loved you? And when the, when is the last time somebody told you that they're proud of you? Yeah. And so, you know, you know, um, 
and he just says, you know, it's like, it's funny because the girls think about it and they're just like, I don't, you know, I don't know. And then the guys, they just start crying. Really? Yeah. The students? The you students, mean. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it's just. Uh, well, the, I say it every day. Yeah. They know it. Oh, uh, yeah. well, and I, I started, and I, this is something I, I took again from my Uncle Randy. He's coming up a lot in this, but, um, you know, I was talking to him a long time about coaching and building relationship and um you know when i first started coaching and i and i when i took over this role i asked a question every day to my kids what is my job yeah yeah that and, was cute i liked when you yeah, said that the and other they, day. they say to love us yeah and i say what is your job to love each other yeah and uh we we, we say that every day and they're so funny because when it when they when i first started doing that they're like okay glove okay whatever um but now if i like say i'm rolling you know how fast we move and yeah. i forget they're like uh no uh, you, you didn't tell us you love us yet <laughs> right yeah. so because they feed off of it oh I mean, yeah it's, it's it's important to know that you're loved yeah and um, we have some kids who don't I mean I you know I can actively in my brain think of students who just question what they're doing here or question if they matter you know I don't know if they question if they're loved because I, I think they hear it from lots of people but I think something goes deeper than that there's just these seeds of doubt that get placed in their sweet minds that just says you're not good enough you're not enough everyone's judging you you know just that that kind of monster that lives in this culture um but yeah every day hugs and every day i love you love you guys love you just always and here's the deal if you're you know listeners out there and if you're struggling everyone is worthy of love oh everyone yes. is worthy of love and and everyone it, is loved yeah and everyone i think you do loved. a great job of, of this, this this idea of unconditional love you know not i'm gonna love you if you do this or i'm gonna love you if you're this way it's like you do such a great job of you. unconditional love right thank you um so we, we go back to uh you know great greek language and i, I know you're aware of these yeah. so i'm just gonna bring them up right um so we got a store j we got some right? store j we got some family love family love right and and that's uh you know what family is yeah and i i think it's really important like People don't have to share the same blood as you to be your family. No, I agreed. Completely agreed. You know, I moved across the country from my family and I love my family tremendously, but I moved across the country and I pretty much got a job at Aloha High School and made that school my family. Um, The whole school, not just, you know, my class, like that whole school, my family. What year are you on there? I've been in that school for 20 years yeah. over a 22 year span. So here's what I'm going to tell you as this is my 10th year in the district and uh, that school has such a spirit like that school has such a, uh, a we got a heart family. Yeah, we got uh, heart dynamic about it. And, and people are like, well, if we could teach it in another school, you know, Joe, what would you be? Oh, shoot. I'd go to a low really? and a heartbeat. Oh yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. I mean, just the family aspect. And I know there's a lot of kids that struggle there and like, Oh yeah. And, and it's, it's one of the older buildings in the, in our district, but yep. it's like there, you got something mm-hmm. going on there. And, mm-hmm. and I know that you're a huge contributor to that, but I think it's cause you bring that, the storage in there. It's like, you you treat those those staff members and those kids as your family. Yes. And I you know it's like I I, I try to do the same thing. It's like my kids, yeah, they're All my kids. Yeah, they're my kids. Um, I'm gonna go to war for them. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. go battle for them. And yeah. it's like that's why they can sit there and say, "Oh, Trigger, you're gonna be such a good dad." It's like because they know. Yeah. You know they're 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 my kids. Oh yeah. And, and they know that they're fiercely loved. I mean, I love that, and they know that we give so much you know, they can see that and they see that's what, right. That's what the love is, is like giving and being 
firm when needed and like the tough love comes on in with the store J. Oh yeah. <laughs> Got to have the tough love. Yeah. Um but the yeah. honesty. Yeah, the that, honesty. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you this because I, I love, love you. you. <laughs> right. How many times have we oh, said that? Man. But it's so true. It's yeah. like, I mean, you, you talk about trust earlier. It's like you have got to build and, and have a foundation of trust yeah. and love to be able and to then say you yeah. can really help um, and mutually help each other yeah. in, a, in a relationship. And when people hear the word love, they think of, you know, the Greek word arrows, right? Right. It's like, it's like romantic. romantic love. Yeah. Like, guys, that's Wee. not all no. that love is. In fact, that's only like a quarter of it. Right. Yeah. Um, in particular to one, the one person, right? So, um, then we got agape. Yes, we right? love so agape. So, which is, it's his unconditional self-sacrificing choice. love. It's a choice. Yeah. So tell me a little it's about the only that. one. Well, I love that one because that's the only one that's a choice and the others are feelings, right? Attraction and commonality, that kind of a thing. But the agape love as a choice, uh, I've loved teaching over the years, just talking with students about how you can choose to love anyone. And then, oh no, I don't, you know, they just kind of yep. get like kind of freaked out about it. But, um, and it changes your practice when you're intentional with it, especially teaching it. Right. Because I might've lived agape for a long time or thought I was, but then once you start teaching this word and you know, sometimes if the kids get rowdy or someone actually gets rude, if someone actually gets rude at me and I'll literally just like, take the deep breath and yeah. I'll just be like, you are being rude to me right now yeah. and I am intentionally mm, keeping my cool and choosing to love well, you. That's like, that, right, right. being rude in my <laughs> that's face. That, that's that sacrifice that <laughs> yes. you made in a copy oh. of love, right? Uh, and it's, there's less yeah. self-control in that one too. You know, these things aren't just easy. It's not just easy to decide this. That's why it's obviously a choice because if it were easy, it would just be a feeling. Feelings are easy. Yeah. Um, but this choice of, you know, right now I'm ch- I am choosing to love you, which means we're going to talk this out or I'm going to take a moment or, you know, whatever it needs to be, because the agape love is only the most important love when you're being stared in the face with the opposite. Right. 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 Well, yeah, <laughs> Everybody was huge, loving all the time. That's a huge sacrifice. <laughs> like, I'm going to sacrifice right now, like my want to react to yeah. this. Um, and instead, I'm going to put my opinions to the side. I'm going to put our differences to the side. And again, that's that choice. And I think that takes practice. Yeah, oh, it takes me. a lot of practice. And I think sometimes it could be misconstrued by kids unless you verbalize it um, as being a doormat in some sort of a way. Um, you know, I think it's very important the way you show that you are being agape loving right now and you are being patient right now and you are being all these things, but you are not being walked on and a doormat that th- those are different. And, uh, I think it's an important thing to model and to say out loud, like I am choosing love right now. Like you might be being rude to me. You're being rude, but I am not going to be rude back because I am choosing to love you. Right. And if you think about any of the amazing relationships that you've had over your life, you know, that that had to exist in that relationship, whether you understood the (laughs) word or not, right? The hard times that you've gotten through, um, is because, you know, a good relationship, there is sacrifice, there is a compromise, there is that, uh, really talk and hashing some things out um and that's huge and and, and the, the reason you know great idea to bring these up is because it's like this is nothing new no you know it's like martin luther king one of my favorite mentors right yes. it's like i read his stuff and that guy's a mentor to me and yeah. and he talked in in his speeches and he talked in his writing about the, the this old ancient greek language of love and and he brought those in into those things and it's like um 
it's not it's it's not new. No, um, it's just maybe we need to recall our attention back to yeah. What, well, what English love just really kind of is. like jumped over it. Yeah. You know, English just didn't really care about it. Yeah, well, and and I think that in our society with 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 the like button and. Uh, we're we're getting a little bit misconstrued on like are those people liking your picture? They don't love you. No, you know they're just they're doing the same thing we're all doing. It's like rolling through and like I don't know approving or what, yeah. I, whatever you call it. But um, to have those uh, moments in your life where you're really understanding um, uh, w- what that love is, and then well, and uh, it's deep, right? It's like humanity. It's like dignity. It's like saying like I recognize you are a God creation. I recognize that you, even if you, right? Because we're just being honest. Like, even if you look like that, even if you talk like that to me, even if you're, um, all the things that like you could look at someone and like choose not to like them, right? Because sometimes you can choose to love someone you don't like. Um, it's super, it's deep. It's deep and says, I recognize that you're created, you're created by God and we all are. And yeah. because you are, I love you. Yeah. And, um, I think agape love allows you to, um, not take it so personal. You know, oftentimes when people are hurting us, it's cause they got some hurt They're going hurting. on yeah. and, and they don't know how to give you what they need. Yeah. Right. So like. I need love, so I'm going to give you love. I need kindness, so I'm going to give you kindness. And I they're need, doing some I need opposite. Thanks and praise. I'm going to give you praise. They're doing something completely opposite. Yeah. And it's a very confusing uh, world we live in, right? Because yeah. our emotions and, and and the biggest thing that you can do your, for yourself um, to show yourself love is number one, know that you're worthy. Yeah. Right. And then don't be afraid to put into the world what you need back. Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think that's the way you get it, right? You want love, give it. You want forgiveness, forgive. You want kindness, be kind. You want more fulfillment in your life. Oh, what would that one be? You want fulfillment? Seek meaning. That's I I think that's my biggest fulfillment. Why not go back to service? Yeah. You know, figure out one of these five reasons why to serve and choose one and then go help the next person, right? And then see what you get back in return for that. You know, and you don't you know, it's funny because like, you know, and you come to a from a school with a low social economic background right yes what you'll find and in, in my 10 years of teaching and 30 almost 34 years on this planet right is that what i've noticed is that people who have the least give the most they do uh okay so that i mean you know there's well, a when that's you know that what connection. it's like to need then you're compelled to give right when yeah. you've been there and what and what i'm seeing is that they're putting into the world what they've needed yep um, and we're giving it back because that, that connection to express gratitude through Definitely. service is, is there. So um, uh, philia love, okay? brotherly love. Philia love, yes. Yeah. Um, um, and that's just like friends. Yeah. Like tell yeah. me about how important those. friends are to have in your life. Oh, friends are amazing. Yeah. Friends are the best. <laughs> what, 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 why do we need friends? Oh, why do we need friends? We need camaraderie. We need fellowship. I think friends are there to encourage and be there for each other. Uh, my birthday's in a couple of days and my friends are like, let's go on a hike trying to figure out how we, you know, cause karaoke of course was the plan, but now that's not the plan anymore. Um, friends are there to just surround you and love you and, uh, pick you up when you're down and yeah. yeah. And so yeah. Uh, let me ask you this question. Um, do your friends, your closest friends, do they love you for who you are? I believe so. Yes. Good. I love that. I think that's <laughs> got to be there. And I'm going to ask this, do you love them for who they are? Oh yes, of oh, course. Yeah. Yes. Um, and there's not this facade and the older I've gotten, I've gotten like, uh, what a facade. Like I'm like, quit, take off your mask and show me who you are. Like quit. Let's be real. Oh, Come with on. other people you mean? 
Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is people like people like us who are kind of joyful and happy all the time. People think we're putting on some sort of a show. Have you ever received that at school? Uh, No. Well, yeah, I I can see what you're talking about. When I get off the sign, you're like, dude, you are weird. Yeah. You are a weird guy. Yeah, they'll think I'm weird. You just are like energetic. And John's like, I mean, it's sometimes... Often is a choice. Like I gotta choose it yeah. each day, and sometimes I gotta fake it till I make it. Yeah. Um. But but it's not. Yeah, it's not. But I've had other. I've had kids ask students like, "Is she always like that? Is that like really who she is?" Because I think just as animated, as joyful, as happy, like isn't just this isn't kind of a normal <laughs> kind of a thing. Right. Um. I forgot where we just were. Well, just that, that. that your true <laughs> friends, right? That that that. Oh, the facade, Leah, the right? mask, that, that friend. The, yeah, the, the, this is like your brother, your sister, and like that. That is a true friend, and there's true mutual love there. Yeah. Right. I mean. Oh that's, yeah, we're old enough now. I mean, I'm older than you, but it's you. You get past like surface stupid pretty quick to figure yeah. out who are adults that you want to spend your time with. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fortunate. To I just wish our kids uh, could do that a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, or figure that out because, man, there's so much freedom that comes with that. Oh, my gosh. There's so much drama for the teens we work with. But but I think a lot of adults struggle to find good friends. Um, I think especially couples who, uh, you know, especially my husband and I who have no kids and we're in our later 40s now. You don't have to say your age. Later 40s. No, I love it. I'll be 46 <laughs> in two days. Um, well, our Our best friends are in their 30s. Uh, and they have no kids, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard. We've just fortunately in the last couple of years found other couples that we love to spend our time with, but that hasn't always been the case for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and it's just like that accepting of, of, of one another and, um, being your true authentic self, I think is huge when, when finding good friends that truly love you for who you are. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we've talked about this a lot on the show is just that investing in those that are willing to invest in, in, in that back. And that'll change over time. Mm-hmm. It definitely will. Yeah. Um, so I, I, um, I got to bring this up, Aaron. Um, you are a singer. I'm a singer. Okay. Um, so, uh, if, if you could pick okay, a, a karaoke song. I can't pick one. I have to pick like 20. All right. Well, what would be a first couple that would, that would, that would show up? Okay, well, the first one that comes to my head that I probably haven't sung in a long time, which is funny, is Something to Talk About by Bonnie Raitt. Let's <laughs> give them something. That one? People are talking. Yeah. Um, it was one of the first songs I sang. So I started singing in college. Um, I started singing when I was probably 15 or 16. My voice changed. I was terrible before that. And then something happened where my, like, my friends were literally like, oh, my gosh, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. Like, out of nowhere, I could sing. Uh, my friend and I used to sing Indigo Girls all the time, and we would harmonize. And obviously, I have a pretty low voice, and uh, I would always take the low route. Low route. But when I got to college, I found a guitar player, and I sang in a bar every Friday night for three hours. I did a three-hour gig, uh, my senior year, and. I started out singing something to talk about just in some other bar while some other guy was doing his gig. He would like call me over and I would like do that. And then I started singing the national anthem and different things like that at sporting events uh, at Penn State. And that was pretty awesome. I have uh, just nightmares about because I, mean, I, I like to sing. I really do. And there's been points in my life that, that I've had a, a little bit of a voice. But um, coaching, I mean, you get you, through yeah. the drills and it's like. Uh, one way to destroy your voice is, is go through coaching. But, um, uh, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's that, uh, 
finding um, some songs that you like to do. Oh, it's got it's a lot of songs. Yeah, um, and you'd bring up the national anthem. It's like talk about uh, a, a more courageous thing to do. Oh my like, gosh, there. I, I would. I I don't know. I mean, like I'm. I'm courageous. Like I, I'll face my fears, but like singing the national anthem in Joe, front of a crowd, Joe, like I, the worry of, of of messing up the words. Can I tell you my biggest one? Uh, uh, do you sure. Want to hear the story? Yeah. Because I'm a, you're sitting here like I sing the national anthem, and I was like, Yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, so, like I couldn't. I don't know if I could do it. So the Bryce Jordan Center at Penn State for a basketball game years ago used to hold fifteen thousand people. I don't know how many people. I mean, if it's bigger now, or what. But I was singing my first national anthem in Bryce Jordan. I remember getting kind of like a little bit dressed up and I'm like pacing down on the floor. It's a Penn State basketball game and I can hear like friends in the crowd, like who knows where they're sitting. Just, yeah, March, you know, my maiden, they're just, I can hear people yelling and they told me you will be, you will follow out the color, you know, like the color guard or whatever, the flag, not right. the color guard. You'll follow the guys out with the flag. You will go to mid court. The buzzer will sound it was either the buzzer will sound and then you will sing or you will sing and then the buzzer will sound. I don't remember which one. All I know is I got out there. I'm like freaking out because two rows of huge dudes are on either side of me <laughs> that are the basketball oh, yeah. players. And then I sing the national anthem on autopilot because in that moment you have no idea what you're doing. Thank goodness it was practiced. The words hopefully jillion, come out right. A gajillion times. Yeah. And then the buzzer, the buzzer sounds and I like, I like jump. <laughs> Like my body like freaks out. <laughs> it's over. What happened? Oh my gosh. And then I like walk off. And then I have to say to someone, did I do it right? Did I say it right? Did I screw anything up? Like, you know, because really it's uh it's a it's surreal. It's like really weird, especially in a place that big oh, in yeah. front of that many people. Okay, so do you do, do you still do any bar gigs or do you do any singing gigs? What what do you so got? So my most of my singing gigs are like in church or uh, we karaoke a lot, so I do a lot of karaoke gigs. But no, I haven't had my own thing in a really long time. Yeah. Which is awesome. a bummer. Again, I just need more time because I would love to do it. So I can imagine when you're singing, and so I got to tell you, you've given me a gift. I mean, I'm doing it right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I've started to put my my hand on my heart oh. because I remember talking to you a couple of years ago and you're like, oh, it's like, mm. like my oh. kids know, mm. my kids know when I'm, when I'm having a, a snapping moment or a, a, like something hitting deep, like I put my hand on yeah, my heart. I put my hand out it, to them. And, and, and you're just mm. feeling it. Babe, mm. as we say, <laughs> I go, mm, babe. Yeah, mm. so I imagine when you're singing, you're 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 t you're touching your heart a lot. Oh, I don't know, probably not. No, no, I don't okay. think I do that. No, well, it's expressive. It's this. Thank way. you for that gift. Anyways, I found myself doing it because really? I'm like, you know, it's like I, I used to do. I do snap still a lot. Like my kids know that when I when I'm snapping, that means I'm like, mm. this We're is rolling, good yeah. right here. Um, but I've found I'm that, feeling it. that I've, 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 since I've heard you say that I've been snapping and putting my hand on my heart. Cute. It's just like that love is there for whatever's <laughs> being said, you guys. whatever doing this. So, uh, <laughs> it's just another thing, a shout out to my freshman VP, Bella. Bella. She sang the national anthem the other night at our basketball game. How was it? Uh, she killed it. She did awesome. That's so great. good. And I walked over to her afterward, or maybe it was the next day in class. And I said, listen, young lady, you're a freshman in high school okay and you just did something that i don't think i could muster up the courage to do so anybody out there singing the national anthem you go Good job you go uh -huh. nice job um <laughs> so um i like to close the show always the same 
Um, and, and first off, thank you for being here. Thank you. This was so fun. Okay? And, and, and number two, um, happy birthday in two oh, days. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, keep getting older birthday, and awesome birthday. and more great. Um, but I always like to end the show with, uh, with gratitude. Um, Let's do it. And so I asked the question, who or what in your life is, is worthy of recognition? Um, and then here's a great opportunity to give it to him because I think we should do this on a daily basis. We wait till birthdays, we wait till Thanksgiving, oh, we yeah. wait till Valentine's, whatever, to tell people we love them and that we're thankful for them or that, you know, we talk about everyone's worthy of love. Let's, let's give that recognition as much as we can. So I ask often as much as I can daily, who in my life is worthy or what in my life is worthy of some recognition? And then I do something about it. Nice. Like I send a text or I yeah, do a post, I do right? I, whatever it might be. So um, here's an opportunity. You're on my podcast. Well, shoot. Here, I mean, you, you just want to like who, give a shout out to everyone you love. Yeah. Who? Uh, who <laughs> I like to thank my parents. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> just like, go down no, but it's true. Right? Uh, I mean. Yeah. But uh, what, what would come to mind right yeah. now? Who or what in your life is worthy of some recognition? Go ahead and, and well, give it to them. Yeah, but you're giving me like, you know, I'm going to want to cover like every single base show. So I'm like, oh, my amazing husband who cooks us all delicious meals and is so kind and sweet and generous and loving so shout out to chris livingston nice well amazing food, lovely right? husband the, the key to a heart oh my food. goodness yes. is he a good cook oh amazing oh nice yeah he's an amazing cook uh so do you ever cook uh very rarely okay i i'm also the cook in in our relationship Go but my me. wife she does she has some staples that i just do i love it i love it but i actually love when we cook together it's yeah. really fun um, who or what in my life is worthy of, uh, of recognition? I, I just got to tell you, like, I didn't know that my uncle Randy would come up as much as he yeah. has in, in this, uh, conversation. And, uh, he passed away a few years ago. And, um, I, uh, I absolutely uh, think that, that he is worthy of some recognition mm -hmm. and, and not only him, but like, you know, his, his son put a post on, um, you know, on, on Facebook a while ago and he, he's, he's, He's an entrepreneur and he's building these uh, wood patio heaters um, that are pellet fed and gravity fed. And, and, and he's just giving it everything he can uh, to keep that thing rolling. And um, he talks a lot about his dad. And I, I, you know, we've been talking a lot, a little bit. And Michael Randy's come up a couple of times. And I just, you know, so a shout out to uh, to my cousin who's, who's working really hard and, and keeping his father in mind, even though he's, he's nice. passed. and. Um, and then one of the closest people in that relationship, just I think about my relationship growing up with, with my cousin, Crystal, who's just, you know, one of my closest in age cousin who um, was uh, uh, Randy's daughter. And, and I'm just thinking of her, you know, oftentimes. And, you know, we all live apart and we all got all different, a million different things going on. And so um, those are some names that pop into my head yeah. right now. And I, I just, uh, I love you guys. Send some love. You're so cute. And then I would like to also just remember the name of, Marissa, the young lady that I got to spend so much time with when she was a child, she passed, I don't know how many years ago she died, but Marissa was my girl. She wow. was my heart and she's the one who opened up my heart to children in medical need and families in medical need. I love that. And I love that about you is that, you, I mean, you're an open door to love and you're an open door to service and, and, and you're just, uh, you know, we talk about leading by example and like, Aaron Livingston, you uh, you are a service-minded individual that lives with favor in your life, um, and I appreciate that about you so much. And so, 
You're worthy of some recognition too. You too, Joe. Thanks. All right. Well, that's going to close us up for uh, uh, for the conversation today. Uh, listeners, I do want to encourage you to go follow us uh, on Instagram, um, captureit.joe uh, on Instagram. Aaron, is there a way that people can follow you or keep in contact with you? Wonderfully made is my my Instagram without an O. Okay. <laughs> W-N-D-E-R-F-U-L-L, wonderfully made. Well, I hear you might want to get into podcasting. Well, I do. That's another thing I think about and have created little made tiny templates for. It's just this time thing. Oh, like yeah. This time thing and this studio. You're inspirational, Joe. This is Well, hey, when me. you get that thing up and rolling. I will let you know. I'm in. I'm in like Flynn, right? Yeah. I don't know what that saying means. but Yeah, in like Flynn, me neither. Uh, actually, I don't know how in you would be because it's might be a warrior podcast. It might be focused on, this is my thought, past okay. warriors who, uh, you know, just kind of telling their story, their struggle, where they are now from where they you know, from where they started. And oh, uh, yes, yeah, so that. I think it might be the Heart of the Warrior podcast. Hey, you got first, Maybe you the got your first listener right here. Podcast. Okay, listener, listener, that'll be right great. Here. Thank you. Uh, any advice you need down the road, you just let me know. Thank you. I, All right, I listeners, will. we love you. Yes, Thanks for, we love you. for ha- hanging out with me and Aaron today. Get out there, uh, serve, love. Yeah, absolutely. Put that into Little the world, uh, especially if you need it, y'all, especially if you need it. That's right. All right. Well, until next time, uh, please work to capture it. <laughs>